Welcome to the latest edition of Say What? Filling in for Laura, I'm your guest host and show producer, Deja Shepard, and I have here with me our guest host today and director of strategy and pricing, David Kinchin. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, guys, by now, I'm sure we've all heard about the coronavirus through social media and news outlets, family and friends, state and federal government. There's literally new information and updates each day. We hope that you and your loved ones are taking the necessary precautions and encourage you to check in with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at CDC.com for updates and safety tips. And while we aren't healthcare professionals, we are, however, fortunate enough to have a few energy experts in-house that can give us some insight into the impact that the coronavirus and some of the other factors that recently happened will have on supply and demand and the energy grid. So, David. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell us, have there been any immediate effects on pricing since the coronavirus outbreak? Yeah, so effectively, as we see this thing unravel and we start seeing some other changes in the commodity markets, specifically around crude oil or um, around the possible view of the economy weakening with all these effects from the coronavirus and commodity markets, um, we're starting to see a lot of changes in the wholesale markets. And so wholesale markets feed into the retail markets. So what we're starting to see is some of um, some price reductions. So we're starting to see some of the summertime prices come down, some of the other prices coming down. Wow. So prices are actually getting lower at this time of year. Yeah. So as we look at, like, for example, 12-month pricing, a price we'd use to get people through the summer, um, we're starting to see some some price reduction there as, as this thing unravels. So there is some concern in the market with, um, you know, demand uh, destruction as we're possibly going to be staying home or, or some companies that maybe were refining all that oil aren't refining that oil. Um, it's possible that during this super hot part of July and August that maybe we won't be as close to that peak as we thought. Okay. That gives you a little bit of relief on the market, and so prices have kind of trickled down. The other thing is the commodity markets have moved down um, quite a bit as well. So part of the equation for uh, prices is natural gas. And so we're seeing natural gas markets come off as well. So it's changing very quickly. It's changing. It's probably changing right now as we're recording this. Wow. But that's what we're seeing right now already. So we're you're seeing the decline daily. Yeah, it's we're seeing it, it it moving down but you know it's like I, for anybody that has a 401k like you can see like it's up it's down right. we're like we're, we're reacting to news we're reacting to um the political climate so um we may hear some bad news about a particular event we may hear some good news about events so it's kind of right. like whipsawing around it, it's we're pricing in a quite a bit of amount of fear or um and that doesn't have to be anything other than fear of the unknown. We're just not right. sure where it's going yet. Absolutely. So I think this is kind of like an ongoing thing. We could touch base in a week from now, and, and we'd probably have better information. It may still be going this trajectory. It may be maybe shifting elsewhere. Wow. Okay. So you were talking about the cap, and I do remember last year, due to the heat and increased demand, we saw the grid surpass that $9 per kilowatt hour cap, creating a 
crazy and costly summer for a lot of Texans, especially the ones buying on the wholesale market. With the impact of the coronavirus outbreak and some of the other factors, what can we expect for the grid this summer? So um, what we were seeing really early on was prices were a little bit better than last summer. And part of that was um, we got through summer and it was very scary. And um, there were a lot of days where we were short and wholesale markets kind of did it. Absolutely. We're, we're for the most part trying to avoid just a few specific days or, or hours of those days. And so what we saw is um, while it didn't go very well last summer during parts of it, the grid itself had the reliability and ERCOT handled it really well. And, and you know, we weren't losing electricity. We didn't have rolling blackouts or anything. Mm-hmm. So the grid was able to digest that very robustly and very well, and it did send price signals to the market that, hey, we're, we're kind of short here, right? right. So since then, um, the, the, looking at ERCOT SAR report, which is their capacity report, basically, like how much are we going to have, we've seen that there's been some additional generation come online, and that'll keep happening for the next several years. We're not losing any large amounts of generation. The thermal generation fleet is holding steady. And so this year we're getting a little bit more wind, which doesn't always help the peak day part of the summer, but we are seeing some thermal generation, small thermal, and the new player to the game, which is really encouraging, is solar. Yeah, I heard you mention that earlier. So we're having new solar generation come onto the grid. Yeah, and so we're seeing that trickle out through the next few years. Um, some of it, you know, some of it's going to be here this summer. I think it's, last time I looked it was about 750 megawatts. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're only a little short, it's actually a really big deal. And the other really neat part about um, solar is that during those hottest, most sunny days of August, it's working the best, it's at its optimal thing. So it comes up with the sun as it gets through the hot part of the day, it's rolling out at its peak efficiency. So solar is one of those things that helps solve the Texas problem a lot because when you need it the most, it's at its optimal state. Okay, so with that being said, crystal ball what would be some of the longer term effects um i know you said that there's more solar coming onto the grid and then also we have sort of like what you said the fear of the unknown with the new virus outbreak and Mm -hmm. some of the other factors what would the next one to three years look like for the texas energy grid sure so Shorter term, like now and certainly by summertime, we're going to be dealing with some unknown amount of the of the coronavirus. So we have right. the, the new coronavirus, and we'll, we what we're seeing is big events are being shut down, and, and that's probably right. likely to continue. Unfortunately, I was unable to go to the Lizzo concert. Yeah, no Lizzo for you. Um, no, no rodeo. No, no NBA games. Uh, so. What we're seeing is as a result of that, or people being at home or not going to the movies, some of these larger scale venues might not be consuming electricity during those days. So we might just have a little bit less online. And sure, you'll be at home and you'll be using your AC, but a lot of those ACs were running anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's a component of it. And will that be around next summer or the summer after that? We don't know. We'll probably know a lot more. We'll probably be more equipped to handle things. We may have a vaccine by then we don't we don't know but that's a shorter term effect and as it becomes a longer term effect we will probably be more equipped to handle it right now it's we just there's a lot we don't know in terms of commodity markets what we know is they were fairly high and they are moving down yeah at a rapid scale rapid scale so you look at crude oil it is moving 
massively. It's moving orders of magnitude down. Um, it's a commodity market. We could have good news, bad news. It's going to kind of move around. What we do know is at the current trajectory, things are moving down. Mm-hmm. Wholesales move down enough where retail should follow. Um, and we will start repricing everybody, make sure everybody's in the optimal plans and everybody's in the right spots. We're taking care of that because we look at it every day. This is something we're literally handling as it's as it's happening, right? Like I walked out of a meeting and I came straight over here to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe a week from now we'll have a better information, but it's, it's trickling down. Uh, two years, three years out, and it kind of depends on where the economy goes, where the commodity market goes. So if the coronavirus and the cr- crude markets are short-term shocks, mm-hmm. maybe three years looks a little bit more like a week ago, two weeks ago. If it's a little bit more lingering and we figure out how we go about our daily lives, it'll we'll figure out what that world looks like as well. Well, it's awesome to know that you and the experts in the back are on top of it and that we can have you guys to keep us updated. Again, as always, David, it's such a pleasure having you on the show. We hope that we were able to shed some light on the immediate and long-term effects effects to the energy grid caused by demand destruction and some of the other factors that we talked about earlier. Do you have any energy or tech-related questions that you'd like to have answered by one of our experts? please feel free to let us know. Drop it right below in the comments. We always love to hear from you. And remember, guys, don't worry. Be happily informed. And as always, be cool, stay kind, and do great things. It's the Ogre Way.